0: Welcome to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. This podcast is all things sports, performance and fitness, and I'll be interviewing industry experts to help shed some light on these topics. For more information, you can find me at Grace Brown Fitness on socials. And welcome to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. Today, I have brought back the lovely Betsy, our resident, I'm going to call her, sports psychologist. Um, obviously, we've done had a chat before. Last time, we kind of just introed Betsy to you all and talked uh, generally about sports psychology psychology but today we are going to go a little bit more deeper and specific and we're going to focus on how can your personality affect performance hello betsy and welcome back how are you
1: hello i'm very well pleasure to be back and pleasure
0: to be your
1: resident sports psychologist <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just made that up on the spot so <laughs> there we go um so I think what I'll start with before I actually dive into the questions I have actually been working a little bit with Betsy recently and um, she is are you actually doing a study or you're needing to collate information by doing these this personality test that I did recently.
1: Yes, yeah, so I've um, basically been training in um, being able to use a, a particular personality profiling tool um, that she used a lot in sport and elite performance. Um, so Grace very kindly um, volunteered to be one of my trial profiles. Um, so yeah, that's been uh, exciting and good.
0: So this um, particular profiling of myself was interesting and we actually went over, um, debriefed it. Um, today as well so it's fresh topic on our minds Um, and I thought when uh, she introduced me to this a few weeks ago I thought straight away oh my gosh this would be good as a podcast even though I didn't really know what was involved so that is why um, the topic today is personality how does your personality affect uh, performance so um, let's start with the question what are your findings so far um what's the science around personality affecting sports performance or performance generally um and maybe t- tell us about this particular personality test and why sport is using this particular one maybe does mm-hmm. that kind of make sense
1: yeah perfect so <laughs> giving you a lot um, of questions there so. yeah i'm
0: gonna have to uh, re-remember all of that to do yeah, um
1: i think just in general so i got pretty interested in um how how personality how our individual tendencies how our um our preferences and how we how we think how we tend to behave um how interesting that was in terms of translating that into the sporting context and actually looking at how that not only directly impacts on performance sort of in the live moment but All the build up and all the things that add up to performance as well. So how personality links to maybe how we train, how we apply ourselves um, in difficult situations. If we play a team sport, how we are interacting with teammates, how we interact even with coaching staff or other members of staff that are available. So how how personality probably indirectly affects performance. Um, So I I started getting interested in what sort of profiling tool would be beneficial to to get information and debrief and be useful to the the athlete. Um, And there's a there's a, a profiling tool called Spotlight Profiling, which is kind of born out of elite performance. And I've been familiar with it from from my work with other sports psychs who were accredited in this method. And yeah, just, just hopped aboard the bandwagon and um enrolled in the in, in the training course. I found it really useful and Grace, you might be better placed to kind of um I guess explain how you experienced it as the as the client, if you like. Yeah. And how how useful even those bits of information we've run through today, which wasn't a full and final debrief, like how that has maybe made you think about what that would look like um, translated into a performance setting for you
0: yeah I think um, I think I need to kind of not debrief kind of kind of absorb it a bit more and go through it a bit thoroughly before I have a final answer for that but I think what is going to be really useful is to see kind of like my strengths and I don't like to say strengths and weaknesses because we're as we kind of discovered we're all a mix of of all the areas that kind of get highlighted it's just making sure even the positive things don't hinder like potential performance results and that can be not just applied obviously I we talked about sport how it could affect sport but also what I do as a job as a coach um, uh, how I am with my different relationships friends family etc so I think not only is it going to be helpful for sports performance, I think it's going to be helpful for like just other areas in my life on what are the the good things that I bring. And even I'm going to put in inverted commas, not that you can see me, um, the slightly more negative aspects or maybe let's call them work ons how, how I can actually just be a bit more aware of these particular areas that I highlighted that I know I do that aren't as positive positive but actually can be a positive in a sporting situation i think we worked out in some of them um, i think
1: the thing to remember from that from how the profiling kind of structures it almost ends up being um it's like a way way of thinking it's like a framework mm. for thinking so absolutely you'll be able to think about um how your personality impacts loads of other areas of your life like your interactions your relationships mm. your work life if you're not a full-time athlete and how that actually can interlink with performance Mm. um and it's interesting you're I can see you and feel you trying to reframe that strengths and weaknesses and I think the the profiling tool looks at okay here are your strengths in terms of your um, dominant behavioral styles or um your mindset preferences but there's no such weakness really it's just mm. those any of those preferences any of those areas if you overplay them or overcook them mm. um, can be problematic so for example for um someone that's uh maybe leads with a forceful um behavioral style they're they're quite direct they're happy to deal with conflict they're quite strong-willed competitive kind of driven in that sense and actually it might be a real stretch to get over to Um, empathizing with somebody in their individual situation or taking time to mull over a decision for example and it's looking at actually where does where does my strength actually get me into a bit of hot water and actually where am I maybe dialing up too much where am I maybe too forceful I know I lead with that style but where is that maybe harming my interactions or my performance so yeah thinking of those as, as strengths and overplayed strengths.
0: Yeah, that's probably a better way of describing it for sure. Um, and definitely found out that some of the um, the areas that I was kind of dominant in was quite contradicting, wasn't it? Which was quite interesting because I have both of them, but they are uh, actually see, could could be really useful actually in a competitive environment. So that was quite interesting. I don't want to give away too much about the actual thing just in case. Cause I was just thinking there might be some other people that are listening that might want to take it if you need subjects. yeah. So I don't want to give away too much so that people are a bit too prepared. So I was completely unprepared. I didn't know what I was getting myself in for, even though I have done different tests before. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what to expect and had a very open mind. So I think it's best to be like that. So you can't construct your kind of, answers etc anyway excuse me <clears throat> sorry so I, I don't know if you can answer it because like we've already said um but from your research and let's say this is generic answer and a generic answer but what personality types are most beneficial for sports performance let's say it, or is there maybe from your studying with different athletes that you've worked with what are the traits that come out a bit more predominantly I know all the traits can be useful so it's like I don't want to say that it's just them and you're not going to be good at performance if you're not that type of thing
1: yeah I think um so there ah. this wasn't actually my own finding but there's been another um there's been a report um that was that was made on uh personality and sporting performance by a group of sports psychologists who the only real tendencies they found were um, if in in an an athlete or non-athlete population there are differences in terms Mm. of performance and in terms of personality styles and um, preferences perhaps Um, which is interesting as a subtopic because how where does the part-time athlete or the for want of a better expression (coughs) your weekend athlete Mm. Your semi-pro athlete fit into that the the only the only clear sort of um tendencies were that um there might be more extroversion in terms of personality characteristics in team sport or high risk sport Mm. where those characteristics might be really beneficial in terms of like team interactions and and in terms of that kind of uh more risky, more optimistic behaviour styles Mm. um, and in and likewise less less of that in individual sport contexts and and low risk sports. But I think key for me, and this probably sounds like a very cheesy answer, is actually it's less about the personality type or style tendency and more about how able are you to adapt. Mm. If if you can't move out of your dominant style or preference, that's going to cause you. Probably quite a few problems along the way, even if you're an individual athlete, mm. even if you're participating as a, as a lone ranger, you're going to be working with other people, you're going to be competing um, against other people, you're going to be um, needing to draw upon different personality styles in order to get the best out of every context you'll have laid out in front of you. So, as cheesy as that sounds, I think it's less about, you know, what styles are more helpful. Like, as you rightly said, we can tap into every single personality style in different moments, in different contexts, when, when we're in a different mood or in a different place. Mm. Uh, and sport often brings out some of that. Mm. Like you said earlier on, there's bits of that, you know, competitiveness would maybe fall under that, that forceful nature. But a lot of sporting people will have that. They will, mm. they will draw upon that in certain situations.
0: Yeah, generally you could say most sports people are competitive or people that enjoy playing sport is because they like the competitive element. Um, so and I don't mind sharing some of my results. Like I didn't actually come up high in the forceful area, did I? I don't no. think. So, but I'm highly competitive, but I can draw on that when I need to. So, mm. but the but yeah, so it's quite interesting, but I think like you say, the adaption is key because like you'll come up in all sports, doesn't matter, like you say, individual team sports, you come up in all sorts of different situations and mm-hmm. it's how you adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really cheesy, but it's true.
1: <laughs> and if, if you're super fixated on, um, you know, this this is this is how I approach every situation, then that's going to be really difficult to get the best out of yourself in other ways. And you may be more likely to kind of overcook your dominant style and actually be, you know, if, if you're if you're super optimistic and you're all about kind of let's go get it. And I'm going to I'm so enthusiastic about this and I'm going to take you with me on this journey. You know that if you overplay that you know, you'll probably engage in, you know, taking risks or not considering information that's important, for example. So a really good example that I learned on the um, course I did was imagine you have um, a group of people all with different kind of mindset preferences, behavioural styles that are um, trying to make their way up up a mountain. They're doing a big climb. Now, each of those people are going to bring something different to that climb. You've got the optimistic person who and i i shouldn't say person really as someone who leads with an optimistic style you know we're not we're yeah. not categorizing them in just solely into that um you know that might be the kind of person that's like come on guys let's just get going like you know really brings the energy let's not worry too much about all the logistics and whether we've got everything let's just get going and let's all go on this journey and i'm going to bring you with me and and you hop onto my energy that's going to be super helpful but then you also need that prudent person who's going to go right have we got everything what could go wrong here yeah so it, it, looking at it in that way and particularly looking at le- that way in terms of team sport like if you've got a collection of personality characteristics you can really draw upon those people mm, in key moments so think you don't have to hold all the answers yourself you don't have to be able to be optimistic and but also really level-headed and also really careful and um, aware of risk you don't have to be all those things all at the same time so that's that's an important consideration for working within a team
0: Yeah, I think that is such a poignant point, especially with, uh, obviously, I'm in tag rugby and a lot of people that play tag rugby and in the RGB experience, we do have quite a mix. You do need, I don't want to say safe players, but you want the people that are going to do the job, get it done, but you also need the people that take those risks so that you can... Break, But you need the system as well. So you need a bit of both. You need that combo and then to work together to actually get success. Because if you just have the individualistic side of someone with all the flair and skill and unbelievable thing, but they don't work with a team, it, it can make it very difficult. And that's a really
1: good point when you think about if you think about players that you've played with that are maybe super optimistic, super like would would take risks, real go getters, like less about the planning and kind of what could go wrong here and more about the Like, let's go, let's get on with it. You know, if you don't make allowances for that and allow them space to do that and be creative and take risks and if you started for example chastising them when they make make a mistake because they've taken a risk mm. you know, it's not particularly helpful to get the best out of their strength which is which is behaving in that way you might mm-hmm. actually end up kind of washing their natural tendency mm. and maybe that risk taking and that go-getting will win you a world cup one day you know they're it's a
0: fine balance isn't
1: it (laughs) so it's 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 about understanding I guess where you come from from a personality like style point of view but also what stops you or stands in your way in terms of understanding someone else and seeing other people's strengths if they're different to yours
0: Mm, yeah you definitely need a mix because if the chips are down often the optimistic risk taker makes too many areas and it makes it really difficult for the team to claw back so it's like a real balance isn't it it's a yeah interesting quite yeah. definitely one food for thought of mm. how how the dynamics of different personalities in the team um you know are really important are important not just to be all the same but also yeah I don't know I'm just muttering now (laughs) yeah I'm just thinking my
1: brain is thinking (laughs) yeah like celebrating other people's differences and knowing actually you know if you if you're the risk taker you might find it frustration frustrating if someone's trying to pin you back and go okay well Mm -hmm. let's just calm down let's just be level-headed let's think this through that might be frustrating but Mm -hmm. actually being able to appreciate those people are really important as well and their skills and strengths are really important too so it's yeah it's kind of a, a um a two-sided coin you know
0: yeah no definitely and it's like both um types or, i don't want to say types or areas trait traits i don't know i don't want to say are important and they have to understand each other as well yeah um, to make it really effective um okay so let's go on um the next question um how can you adapt slash change your personality or even coach yourself to improve that um your personality to help your sports performance or is that even a question you can answer
1: (laughs) yeah i think um if i'm being diplomatic i'd probably just reframe that into not necessarily changing your personality but knowing what areas of your personality you can tap into to get the best out of a moment. So your personality is like a a huge concept. Mm. It's not just like, oh, I am a forceful person and that's it. Or I'm a real go-getter and that's it. Um, It's your personality will actually encompass pretty much every single trait that you could think of. Like you will, every descriptive word we can think about personality but like you will have exhibited all of that sometimes, even if you're really not at all forceful. There would have been moments in your life where you have been forceful where yeah. you have thought in a forceful way, even if you haven't really behaved in a forceful manner. So I think it's less about changing what that is, more about going, OK, well, in this situation, maybe it would help me to be. You know more logical or maybe it would help me to um just dial down that forceful and think about it from someone else's point of view first and tap into that like can i show empathy here so yeah. i think it's it's more about first firstly that comes with that and i think awareness underpins so much of performance like if yeah. you're not aware of what you're doing how you're behaving how what you might be telling yourself all of those things other people around you then then you've got a tricky starting point. So I think it starts with awareness of actually what am I like in these situations mm. what do I come to do how do I behave when I'm under pressure how do I behave when I'm under stress or duress when I'm tired or I'm time poor or I'm not well or there's something going on in my life like what what effect does that have on me it's being able to be honest about that and I think in terms of like improving sport performance through that way it's just it's almost sitting down and mapping it out like okay where where am I like maybe overplaying my strengths where mm. am I forceful to my benefit and where do I maybe get myself in trouble with that um, and what do I need which area of personality do I need to try and like hop into mm. so I think it, it's more about that it's more about that adaptability and knowing that actually you absolutely can get into another area of personality even if it's something you don't go to a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that was quite interesting. I totally agree. And I think with the physiological side of things that can affect you, I didn't really want to go this way, but I think it's actually quite important to talk about. um, As sometimes as a female, you can be affected physiologically. And how do you, um, you know, I've definitely struggled with this and I'm sure many females have generally, and even males as well, we all have, changes in hormones and etc um and like sometimes not necessarily not motivated but just hard to be my normal self when I play a sport or what have you and that you know the competition date doesn't allow for for anything you have to kind of get your head in gear mm-hmm. is there any like tactics to help when physiological issues are kind of hindering maybe your performance a little bit more than it should
1: Yeah, I think firstly what can feel quite strange about those times where maybe there are physiological changes and there's other things that we've got to maybe take into account or adapt to. We can sometimes feel like, you know, a bit of a different person when Mm. we're undergoing some of those kind of changes because maybe it's not how we normally behave. Maybe we're thinking how we don't normally think and it is a bit strange. So I think probably my, my first bit of advice on that would be imagine you're almost giving advice to a friend who Mm. who comes from that personality standpoint so for example if you um feel that you know around a certain time of the month you feel more anxious for example or you feel much more sensitive to risk you know you don't want to take risks you are um maybe struggle with feedback a little bit more in terms of sport or or anything like that Mm. and you don't normally think about it that that if you were giving advice to a friend that does normally feel like that and is particularly anxious you know what advice would you give them yeah and and it's as simple as trying to apply that to yourself and and again this is where adaptability comes in because it's just about being um adaptable to your own changing situations it's just like being in another context Mm. it's just like even though your situation might be the same you might be going to the same training sessions or playing the same games if there's changes going on your context has changed mm. so how do you adapt to that and also a big a big thing for me is that self-compassion of like let me just understand like there's something else going on for me at the minute so like how do I understand that better myself mm. and give myself um a little bit of compassion a little bit of um I guess a little bit of freedom with that mm. um I don't know if that, that makes sense in relation yeah, to that.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. I think it applies to a lot of things. Like it doesn't, I, I know I kind of hinted at, you know, time of month for females, but I think it can apply to men and like in terms of, you know, situational stresses, it's like, how do you kind of, you know, if someone's going through something stressful at home, it's like you still need, or work or what have you, you yeah. still kind of need to comp comp compensate. Uh, compartmentalize Um, and kind of suss out like what do I need to draw on today so that I can perform today for this particular competition blah 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 um I think also
1: recognizing trends and um patterns with that yourself so it might be like you say yeah and I've, I've sort of gone in there with the the female example well, well I
0: kind of hinted that to be fair yeah. so
1: that's my fault in <laughs> from my experience without, without psychology me. Yeah. Um, but I think even if you think about um you know particularly if we're talking about um part-time athletes or um amateur athletes who are who are holding down a job it might be that whatever job you do you might have like a massive situation at year end Mm. And, and how uh, or, or month end or there might there might be things situationally that are happening in your work you know maybe Friday is particularly stressful but for mm. whatever reason and actually recognizing you might actually need to give yourself something a bit different during those times mm. or uh, you know if you're if you normally play uh, this was this was a thing I used to experience in um, younger sets of academy football I would say say like an under 18 team pretty much always plays on a Saturday morning. So then you get to um, an FA Youth Cup competition, for example, when they play in the evening. And actually, even even those kind of nuances in terms of how, how we respond to that um, can be quite challenging. So even just noticing little changes in actually when I'm in this situation, I tend to deal with it in this way or maybe I, I lean towards these kind of personality styles. And actually, I find it more difficult to do that in another context. I think even that having that awareness can be really useful.
0: Yeah. I think that's actually going to be super helpful for people that listen to this. Definitely. Um, uh, I've, I've asked, I've put down the question here, but I don't know if it's actually applicable now that I've kind of gone through it properly, but I'm going to ask anyway, and then we can give a roundabout answer and it's how to, how to test if your personality is suited to sport. But I suppose we've kind of already sussed out that it's not, there isn't, any one thing that is going to be suited to it
1: no and i think i think one thing i would probably like add another level to that question is is mm-hmm. less about so any personality is going to be suited to sport there's going to be different traits in different situations that are beneficial but also mm-hmm. look at the broad spectrum of what sport might look like so you might have but and even roles within teams so you might have some say for take a take a cricket team for example you've got really different roles in terms of um you know, batters, bowlers, whatever the whatever the actual playing roles are. But you look at the involvement of the captain in a cricket team, and it's it's pretty different to say mm. a captain in a football team. Like the the cricket captain will have um, a, a much bigger say in selection, or will be involved in a selection process. Mm. They will have or will be leading on the field a real tactical drive, and they'll be making decision tactical decisions that would normally be made by a coach in other sports so you've got maybe different personalities lend themselves better to those kind of roles like if you're if you're um pretty logic or you're you know uh, you've got to be aware of some of the risks if you're making decisions like that so I think personality in terms of suited roles in sport or suited sports there could be an argument for that um obviously as I mentioned earlier that you know perhaps the, the introvert would Struggle a little bit in terms of um uh, a team sport. Not to say they can't do it, but it might be a stretch to to get some of those team interactions going, or to deal with conflicts or dysfunctions within a team. And also high risk sports, like an introvert or, or someone with those kind of tendencies, would would struggle potentially to partake in a, in a sport that involved loads of high risk. So I think there's there's natural um, there's natural Uh, suitability but there I don't think there's any particular barrier to you know you you couldn't do this if you're this personality um, no
0: and I think like you probably obviously know this but introvert extrovert it's such a spectrum as well Mm. like you can be generally an introverted I've heard so many like I know it's not sport but like actresses and like people performers that are like you just assume they're extroverts but they're actually introverted which is quite interesting so <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't do it um but exactly. yeah I just thought that it, introvert is quite an extrovert is quite a long spectrum I would say in terms exactly. of levels isn't there um right the last kind of main question that um I wanted to ask is uh the common stats around sports people and their personal trait that's a bit like one of the first questions we've already answered isn't it yeah Uh, the one thing
1: I did think of though when I read that question um there was a clip um that I got shown it's probably fairly easily accessible online of Johnny Wilkins Johnny Wilkinson some years ago so I I was not long after the world cup victory um had went on uh parky <laughs> parkinson which seems yes. like so long ago yeah, it was, was so
0: long well the world cup was 2003 when they won was it uh, 20 years
1: ago was it 2003
0: 2005
1: 2000 uh, pretty sure it's
0: 2003 i think yeah. I, was... I don't i don't know but oh, it was anyway it was, not... it was in the oos <laughs> yeah, it was a while back so um
1: johnny wilkinson did an interview and um he came across, and I'm, I'm going to say that lightly because I haven't personality profiled him. <laughs> he came across really, really contained, really verging on, overplay that. And you could maybe say he came across emotionless, um, really contained, um, talking about the World Cup victory and how he was sort of focusing on the next thing. He wasn't getting too wrapped up in the success. Um, and yeah he was he was calm and even tempered and I I found that quite frustrating to watch I was like come on like give me something give me some emotion here like I think that's that's probably pulling at another thread in terms of what we want to see as spectators yes. and what the media um, maybe try and drag out in terms of making sports super emotional it already mm. is pretty emotional mm. um, and I think that he's just a good example of where maybe the personality trait is, is surprising. Like you maybe don't expect that from a a world cup winner, like shortly after a Mm -hmm. world cup victory. Um, So I think, yeah, I don't, I don't have um, too many common stats, but just in terms of, and think about anyone that's listening to this can think about maybe, um, someone that is really in the spotlight that they um maybe look up to might not even be in the sport you participate in but someone that intrigues you from the sporting world and think about where what you see out of their personality and also what they might be like away from the sport and just how if you if you did that with a number of people you'd Probably pretty quickly see that there's such a broad variety. Yeah, not all rugby <laughs> people are the same. Not all hockey players are the same. Not all sprinters are the same. You know, mm. there's such a there's such a huge degree of of traits within sports people.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really a uh, good place to finish on actually because. You're 100% right there. Um, unexpected. <laughs> um, unexpected that I'm right? No, no. <laughs> unexpected, like, about different personalities. So, like, for example, we'd all expect Johnny Williams to be super confident, outgoing, and, like, excitable about winning a World Cup, but he was quite really level-headed, calm, collected yeah. type thing.
1: There's also, um, just tagging on to that, no pun intended, Um <laughs> yeah the how we like outwardly express is sometimes different from inwardly what's going on too so it Mm. might be that you know and there's 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 loads of reasons why um he might have presented in that more kind of contained level-headed um maybe emotionless or lacking in emotion um he could have been experiencing all of those emotions but they just don't they don't present or he's he's modifying that for whatever reason, whether that's um, how he wants to come across, maybe that taps into like, he's actually really risk aware in terms of how the media perceive him. So then he's thinking about that and he's giving a really measured um, response rather than that kind of emotional Mm. interview that we might see. So yeah, yeah, there's there's different ways that he might've been trying to tap into other areas. Maybe he was, he spoke in this interview about awareness of, um you know representing his sponsors and things like that so he's he's obviously um got all of that within his mind when he's presenting in that contained way like is that purposeful you know we can be purposeful with our behavior and actually it might go against what we feel is instinct you know he might have wanted to shout from the rooftops and um give a really emotional interview so yeah it's just interesting how those situations play out sometimes
0: yeah it just shows yeah different personalities for different situations Mm interesting i think that was super interesting i think people will enjoy that in terms of are you looking for people to do the test on or um you don't have to i was just wondering because if you did i could we could probably ask the listeners if anyone would like to um have a go at doing the test um it's up to you obviously because it's work
1: (laughs) yeah so um so i have um I was given um three trial profiles basically okay. to get out there um which I've now completed okay if anyone is interested um it is a service that I'll be offering as part of my consultancy so and, and that wouldn't mean necessarily um you know you've got to engage in um a period of um psychology consultancy with me it might just be that you're interested in doing the profile having a discussion around that and, and that's what you're looking for Okay. Uh, so so yeah it's something that that i'll um be offering it will go up on the website and um
0: yes we'll definitely share the details for that because i reckon some people would be interested um and i'll get them for everyone uh once that's all set up perfect well thank you so much for coming on
1: if anyone
0: has got any questions do follow betsy and ask her questions on seed psychology um on in instagram and that's how what's your website cpsychology.co.uk. psychology.co.uk correct yeah yes got it right um if you've got any questions i'll put um her details in the copy um and there thank you have a lovely rest of your day thanks a lot
1: thanks for having me
0: Thank you for listening to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. If you have any questions for me or my guest, please drop me a message at Grace Brown Fitness on Instagram. Thank you.